From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gacaneo! Yeah! Hey, how's it going? Thank you! Alright! Thank you, Jason Kelly! Oh, what a group. Oh, thank you very much. Ah, very nice. Yes. <laughs> thank you. And we are grateful for you and your continued support of the Queens New Yorker. Of course, I am Jason Canio, your gracious host and moderator for May 9th, 2023. This is episode 231 on our continuation of the look of radio stations across the five boroughs. We have hoped that you have had a fantastic season with us here in season eight, where all the whole season's pretty much been the look at all of these great radio stations that have graced us with their presence over the course of, you know, 70 to 80 years almost 90 years in the business, and we are amazed at how long the longevity is. Sure, they might have changed their format, they might have changed their radio dial in some way, shape, or form, but in some ways, they still kept their listeners happy, and they know how to reach out and say, hey, what do you want us to do differently? So that was the case. That's why they stayed around as long as they could. Unfortunately, analog radio is going to die out sooner or later, folks, and we're all going to be forced over to Sirius XM satellite radio or, you know, streaming and that sort of thing. So you have a choice in the matter. You can still support your local radio stations, which is what you should be doing, or you can go ahead and support the satellite radio stations that are going to overtake everything eventually because as they make cars and, you know, Digital clock radios, it's gonna they're gonna go out. And, you know, uh because it's one of those things that it's it's important for some people. I know for myself, uh, if I was back in that particular city, then yeah, I would, because I grew up with those radio stations. And we're gonna look at another one today. We're going to look at 93.9 WNYC FM radio on the dial. So let's look at it right now, as they say. Yeah. Okay. And with close to 5,716 listens, this is episode 231, and we're getting more and more great support on Spotify for podcasters. So. I, I can't thank you enough on it, folks. I, I, I wish I could meet all of you. <laughs> you know? But uh, we're going to look. We're going to look at WNYC FM right now. Here we go. The nonprofit, non commercial public radio station licensed to New York City, owned by New York Public Radio, along with WNYC AM. Newark, New Jersey, and licensed classical music outlet WQXR-FM 105.9 MHz. Now, New Jersey Public Radio and the Jerome L. Green Performance Space. 
New York Public Radio is a not-for-profit corporation incorporated in 1979 and is a publicly supported organization. The station broadcasts from studios and offices located in the Hudson Square neighborhood in Lower Manhattan. And WNYC-FM's transmitter is located at the Empire State Building. The station serves the New York metropolitan area. Well, WNYC-FM began regularly scheduled broadcasts on the FM band on March 13, 1943, at 43.9 MHz as the sister station to WNYC. Known originally as W39NY, the FM outlet adopted its present WNYC-FM identity and its present frequency of 93.9 MHz within a few years. In 1961, the pair were joined by a television operation as WUHF Channel 31 that took to the air in an experimental format. The following year, the station was renamed WNYC-TV. The municipal broadcasting system, which was renamed the WNYC Communications Group in 1989, helped to form National Public Radio in 1971, and the WNYC stations were among the 90 stations that carried the inaugural broadcast of All Things Considered later that year. The station's ownership by the city meant that it was occasionally subject to the whims of various mayors. As part of a crackdown on prostitution in 1979, then Mayor Ed Koch tried to use WNYC to broadcast the names of Johns arrested for soliciting. Announcers threatened a walkout, and station management refused to comply with the idea. After one broadcast, the idea was abandoned. Shortly after assuming the mayorality or the mayorality in 1994, Rudolph W. Giuliani announced that he was considering selling WNYC AM-FM. Giuliani believed that broadcasting was no longer essential as a municipal service and that the financial compensation from selling the stations could be used to help the city cover budget shortfalls. The final decision was made in March of 1995, while the city opted to divest WNYC-TV, now WPXN-TV, through a blind auction to commercial buyers. WNYC, AM, FM, they were sold to the WNYC Foundation for $20 million over a six-year period, far less than what the stations could have been sold for if they were placed on the open market. And while the sale put an end to the occasional political intrusions of the past, it required the WNYC Foundation to embark on a major appeal towards listeners, other foundations, and private benefactors. The station's audience and budget have continued to grow since the split from the city. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 destroyed WNYC FM's transmitter atop the World Trade Center and WNYC AM FM studios in the nearby Manhattan Municipal Building had to be evacuated and station staff was unable to return to its offices for three weeks. The FM signal was knocked off the air for a time and WNYC FM temporarily moved to studios at National Public Radio's New York Borough in Midtown Manhattan where it broadcast on its still operating AM signal transmitting from towers in Kearney, New Jersey and by a live internet stream. <clears throat> the stations eventually returned to the municipal building. Then on June 16th of 2008, New York Public Radio 
moved from its 51,400 square feet of rent-free space scattered on eight floors of the Manhattan Municipal Building to a new location on Varick Street near the Holland Tunnel. The station now occupies three and a half floors of a 12-story former printing building. The new offices have 12-foot ceilings and 71,900 square feet of space. The number of recording studios and booths has doubled to 31. There is a new 140-seat street-level studio for live broadcasts, concerts, and public forums, and an expansion of the newsroom of over 60 journalists. Renovation, construction, rent, and operating costs for the new Varick Street location amounted to $45 million. And in addition to raising these funds, NYPR raised money for a one-time fund of $12.5 million to cover the cost of creating 40 more hours of new programming and three new shows. The total cost of $57.5 million for both the move and programming is nearly three times the $20 million the station had to raise over seven years to buy its licenses from the city in 1997. On October 8th of 2009, WNYC took control of classical music station WQXR-FM, then at 96.3. WQXR's intellectual property, the call letters, and format was acquired from the New York Times Company as part of a three-way transaction with Univision Radio. WNYC also purchased the 105.9 FM frequency of Univision's WCAA, now WXNY-FM. WQXR-FM's classical format moved to 105.9 and WXNY's Spanish tropical format debuted at 96.3. The deal resulted in QXR becoming a non-commercial station with WQXR as a co-owned 24-hour classical station. NYC-FM dropped its remaining classical music programming to become a full-time news talk station. Past WNYC radio personalities include H.V. Kaltenborn, who hosted radio's first quiz program on WNYC in 1926, the Brooklyn Daily Eagles' current events B, a forerunner to shows like National Public Radio's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. In its early years, the station lacked funds for a record library and would borrow albums from record stores around the Manhattan Municipal Building where its studios were located. Legend has it, a listener began lending classical records to the station, and in 1929, WNYC began broadcast of Masterwork Hour, radio's first program of recorded classical music. Following the U.S. entry into World War II, then-Mayor Fiorello H. LaGuardia made use of the station every Sunday in his Talk to the People program. During a lengthy newspaper workers' strike, LaGuardia also used the WNYC airwaves to read the latest comic strips to local youngsters while they were not available in New York. Margaret Juntwaite, an announcer and classical music host at WNYC for 15 years, left for the Metropolitan Opera in September of 2006. Prior to her death in 2015, Juntwaite served as announcer for the Mets' Saturday afternoon radio broadcast, the first woman to hold the position and only the third regular announcer of the long-standing broadcast series, which was launched in 1931. 
John Schaefer, a music show host at WNYC since 1982, has written liner notes for more than 100 albums for everyone from Yo-Yo Ma to Terry Riley and was named a New York Influential by New York Magazine in 2006. WNYC produces 100 hours a week of its own programming, including nationally syndicated shows such as On the Media, The New Yorker Radio Hour, and Radio Lab, as well as local news and interview shows that include The Brian Lair Show, all of it with Allison Stewart and Soundcheck. The entire schedule is streamed live over the internet, and several shows also air over Sirius XM. And as a result, the station receives listener calls from far-flung states and even has international listeners. Many of these shows are simulcast on its AM sister. WNYC has a local news team of 38 journalists, producers, editors, and other broadcasting professionals. On the Media is a nationally syndicated weekly one-hour program hosted by Brooke Gladstone and Bob Garfield, formerly of Advertising Age covering the media and its effect on American culture and society. Many stories investigate how events of the past week were covered by the press. Stories also regularly cover such topics as video news releases, net neutrality, media consolidation, censorship, freedom of the press, spin, and how the media is changing with technology. It won a Peabody Award in 2004. The Brian Lair Show is a two-hour weekday talk show covering local and national current events and social issues hosted by Brian Lair, a former anchor and reporter for NBC Radio Network. It won a Peabody Award in 07 for facilitating reasoned conversation about critical issues and opening it up to everyone within earshot. All of it with Allison Stewart covers culture in the broad sense, religion, food, language, music, etc., <clears throat> WNYC broadcasts the major daily news programs produced by NPR, including Morning Edition and All Things Considered, as well as the BBC World Service and selected programs from Public Radio Exchange, including This American Life. Other WNYC and NYC studios produced programs and podcasts include Trump Inc. about President Donald Trump's conflicts of interest, Radio Lab, two-time Peabody Award-winning podcast attempts to approach broad, difficult topics such as time and morality in an accessible and lighthearted manner and with a distinctive audio production style. You've got New Sounds, the great musicians from David Byrne to Meredith Monk, present performances and showcase new works from classical to folk and jazz, and you have Radio Rookies, which provides teenagers with the tools and training to create radio stories about themselves, their communities, and their world. It won a Peabody Award in 2005. Fishko Files. Sarah Fishko with sound-rich essays on art, culture, music, and media, past and present. And The Takeaway, a weekday one-hour show hosted by Tanzania Vega, co-produced with Public Radio Exchange. Death, Sex, and Money, and Sale, talks to celebrities and regular people about relationships, money, family, work, and making it all count. WNYC has been an early adopter of new technologies, including HD radio, live audio streaming, and podcasting. 
RSS feeds and email newsletters linked to archive audio of individual program segments. And WNYC also makes some of its programming available on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. And there you have it, folks. The great rich history of WNYC 93.9 FM on the radio dial. And there you have it, folks. Once again, another great show from the Queens, New Yorker. Thank you very much. All right. Okay, so when we come back on episode 232 this Thursday, we're going to be looking at the next radio station of New York City, which will be WNYE-FM. That's right. It's going to be 91.5. It's a non-commercial educational FM radio station operating along with WNYE-TV Channel 25, a division of the Mayor's Office of Media and Entertainment the studios are located at the City University of New York's Graduate Center at 365 Fifth Avenue, and the transmitter is at the former Cond Nast building. And it started, the programming, the history started in the early 1920s. So it goes back a long time. We're talking almost 100 years to the date. So that would this would be very interesting to celebrate the hundred year anniversary of WNYE, and you all remember UHF te- UHF television, right? Remember on the on the channel U on the old TVs. Well, those th- there were several channels that actually worked. There was uh, 21, 25, 31, 41, 47, and if you really got a good signal, sixty eight. <laughs> yeah. So, for all those who remember, including myself, we used to be able to get those great programming programs from Long Island on WLIW and Channel 25 and Channel 31 from WNYC and WNYE. Brings back a lot of great memories, and we'll continue to talk about that as uh, we are going to be wrapping up the eighth season the first week of June. So, uh, that's going to be a very... Sad time in the Queens, New Yorker. But remember, folks, we always come back for our new season in September with great new topics that all has to do with not only Queens, but to expand out to the five boroughs as well. I'm Jason Ecanio. Thanking you very much for this edition. Episode 231 comes to a close right now. We'll see you on Thursday. And remember, folks, always be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. On the Queens, New Yorker, right here on Spotify for podcasters, and of course, the Legacy of Queens on YouTube. Have a good night. We will see you on Thursday. Bye for now. You have been watching the Queens, New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio internet presentation thank you for your support
Thank you.